You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. So the final game on Sunday, gentlemen. Oh, man. Um... Yeah. Where to begin? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start off with this this little nugget. Mike McCarthy's last game as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers was a 20-17 to 17 loss to an NFC West team. Mike McCarthy's first game as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys was a 20-17 to 17 loss to an NFC West team. What what happened? What, what happened? What happened? What happened, Kiss? What happened? I have three major takeaways from this game. The first one is a bit of a journey, but trust me, I'm going to get there. Number one, Sean McVay is the gripping food with force Twitter account of offensive play callers. To explain that, there's his account on Twitter, at Gripping Food, that posts a variety of fan-submitted pictures of them literally squeezing the life out of different food items and showing the before and after, right? So, And these people are gripping Philadelphia cream cheese, double cheeseburgers, Boston cream donuts, ice cream sandwiches, so on and so forth. And a lot of them are like visually very satisfying. And that, for the most part, is Sean McVay's offense. There's an aesthetic about it that's very pleasing and very effective. But Mm -hmm. you get to some of them, and these people are gripping syrup bottles in their bathtub, chili cheese dogs in their car, Mm -hmm. and you're left, like, completely miffed as to why these people would do these things in these locales. And that's McVay's play calling in late-game situations. He is a perpetually confusing play caller with the game on the line, and it's been that way since he got the gig with the Rams, right? That pitch on third and three was just another drop in the bucket, Mm -hmm. and it kept Dallas in the game last night. Number two, Mike McCarthy, woke Mike, Mm. the guy that went to analytics school and got his nerd PhD in footballology, right? He visited Pro Football Focus in Cincinnati. (laughs) Just put that on. He visited Pro Football Focus. And he lied about Mm. watching every single game. (laughs) The woke Mike rebrand is a farce. He slept through the first down play calling course. He cheated on the fourth down test. That draw on third and six to set up the short throw to the sticks on fourth down, all that establishing the run on first down. (sighs) We got to be better than that as a society. It's 2020. Hmm. There's no excuse for it. Number three, Jalen Ramsey is a card-carrying member of the Screen Actors Guild. Get this guy Mm. in the movies now because that was a marvelous sell job on the deep bomb to Michael Gallup that would have at least set up the Cowboys in field goal position to tie the game. If you get out-positioned, and bodied out of the catch point without an obvious forcible push-off. You deserve to get burned. That's on you. But Ramsey saw an opportunity to save face. He took it. I don't hate him for it. But as always, the rest will find a way to influence a game if given the chance, and he capitalized on it. Good for him. And I guess I'll finish with this. The race for 9-7 and seven in the East is on, boys. Buckle up for the <laughs> suck. G-Men tonight versus the Steelers. I, I agree. I, I think Ramsey could be on a red carpet after that play. Uh, but I do want to just talk about the game as a whole. I thought the Rams, in a way, looked like the old Rams, the Super Bowl-bound Rams, the aggressive running downhill. After a lot of folks argued, okay, is it going to be Akers? Is it going to be Henderson? It was Malcolm Brown, I thought, who really looked strong yesterday. Robert Woods, to me, came a little bit out of nowhere. He looked like a top-10 wide receiver. 
last night. I, I never really would put him among there, and, and I think he has a ways to go, but I think he's starting to maybe make that conversation. He's he's excellent, Pete. I'm telling you, I watched, I did a full yeah. evaluation on him a couple years ago. He's super underrated, so I'm with you. He looked great last night. Looked amazing, and I, I'm eager to watch him a little bit more, and I'm glad that they're having some primetime games coming up. Uh, you could argue this game and, and look at the scoreboard. This game was not what it what it turned out to be on the scoreboard. You even had Al and and and, and, and Chris at, at one point where Al was like, less than 30 in the half, Ezekiel scores the one yard to give the Cowboys a one-yard lead. Well, we've been talking about it all night, Al. You think the Cowboys are playing from behind, you know, and all of a sudden, <laughs> look up, and they're winning the game. Pro football focus. <laughs> so, yes. I think that was a microcosm of the night. I think it was, yeah, this this feels like a close game, but the Rams, to me, were dominating the entire time. So, yeah, whatever. The offensive pass interference, I don't agree with the call at all, but I don't think you could just pan it on that. I, I, think, I think the Rams dominated the Cowboys in this game. All right, boys. I have a lot of thoughts, and I'll, I'll say bloggingtheboys.com, the Blogging the Boys podcast network. We have a lot of thoughts on this game if you want to go check those out for a, a larger Cowboys scope here. So you mentioned Robert Woods, and we saw a lot of success from him, obviously. We saw Cooper Cup do the kind of little you know, Cooper Cup thing, whatever. Um, and not to take away from your Sean McVay point, Kiss, because I think it's well-founded, and I certainly, you know, I'm not going to doubt Sean McVay, but to say the Cowboys let the Rams do what they wanted offensively isn't even the right way to put it. They just kind of fell asleep at the wheel. I mean, this was just, I mean, the screen game was abysmal for the Cowboys, and you know, I do five winners and five losers after every game at blogoftheboys.com. My biggest loser player-wise for the Cowboys was Jalen Smith. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, Jalen is a great story. And the fact that he's even playing in the NFL is just a medical marvel, yeah. but he is not good. I mean, uh, our friend John Owning put out a lot of great gifts of, of Jalen. And I mean, it is bad. I mean, it, again, it's not even that Tyler Higby burned him or anything. I mean, just over pursuing from Jalen and just, I mean, he really looks slow. He, he looks, I mean, pro football focus, we talked a lot about already. And, and you made the joke, Pete, they rated the Cowboys linebacking group as the second best in July and and second best in the NFL, not like the NFC East or something. And I know a lot of that is founded in, in Leighton Vander who suffered a broken collarbone. Uh, Ian Rappaport said he'll miss about six weeks. The Cowboys think uh, obviously not great. This is a really, really, really bad group and a really bad defense in in general and a really bad philosophy you mentioned it kissed I mean where was the defensive aggressiveness we were promised where, where was all the blitzing I mean th this was really a stale approach overall from the Cowboys offensively I mean and, and that that lack of aggression on defense the the second best starting field position for the Cowboys all night long was their own 35 yard line <laughs> the, that was the second best the best was the lone turnover the interception uh where Alden Smith clothesline Jared Goff and they got the ball at the Los Angeles Rams 39 yard line but even then that drive led to a field goal I mean it, any any analytics mind finds out you start a drive in opponent's territory inside the 40-yard line, you settle for a field goal, they're, you know, destroying you, rightly so. Um, I thought Alden Smith was maybe the biggest winner. I, I thought Alden, and story-wise, great guy, great comeback. He really, for not having played in the NFL in five years, was fantastic. I, again, I'm really just stunned at this offense. I, and, and it's time, and I'm not trying to not ridicule Mike McCarthy, it's time for us to challenge Kellen Moore. Because Kellen has gotten a lot of love, and this is, Mike McCarthy made it well-known 
This is Kellen Moore's offense. He's the play caller. I have no idea why the Cowboys are so hell-bent on running on first down. And and I Zeke looked great. Zeke looked, and I know that the, the data doesn't support that he, he's better than he was last year, but he really did look like a better runner. And my last thing as part of my diatribe before I'll allow you both to um, tell me how wrong I am. I, I thought that my boldest take of the night, I tweeted this out during one commercial break, I love Tony Romo, and when you tweet this out, Cowboys fans really come for you. But I think Chris Consworth is the best color analyst in the game. I tweeted this out, got dragged, it's fine. But my boldest take of the night where I got dragged the most, I don't have a problem with the OPI call. I We've all seen that called many times. Was there acting on Jalen Ramsey's behalf? Sure, totally. But I to act like it's this flagrant you know, abuse of the rule is insane to me. I did think that Sean McVay... Should not have gotten that timeout on the Rams' first possession when they ended up getting a touchdown. They should have maybe settled for a field goal. I thought there were missed calls on Goff. Obviously, the Alden Smith thing, missed calls against Dak, things like that. That's just football. But I don't have a problem with the OPI call. I, I think it was a 50-50 call, and you just can't put yourself into 50-50 situations. I, I, I just think that's where the Cowboys were at last night. They they let it come down to the wire, and they didn't get the call. So that is what happened in the game. And second point, just to talk you, RJ, and all Cowboys fans off the ledge. Mike McCarthy after the game said the only thing we can't be this year is 16 and 0. So 15 and 1 still very much a possibility. That, that is so such a concerning comment. Gotta like make you, it's got to make you feel better. I mean, I, I now I feel completely better if I'm a Cowboys fan. I just want to add to something that RJ touched upon and something I alluded to as well, because this is going to be a constant battle on Twitter between different camps to say, you know, let you know, feed Zeke and or, or, or more like analytically minded people that say pass the ball and so on and so forth. These first The first down play calling for Dallas, 17 runs, 12 passes. Runs averaged 4.8 yards per carry. That's I mean, that's solid. Passes yeah. averaged 11.1 yards per attempt. Dak was 11 for 12 on first down. Throw the stinking football. It's 2020. Your quarterback ain't that bad, man. And it's much more efficient. And you're going to get a much more explosive offense. You're going to put some points on the board. Throw the ball. There was only one possession throughout the game where the Cowboys did not have a single third down throughout it. It was their two-minute drive at the end of the first half, which, again, shocker here when you're moving quickly, no huddle offense, <laughs> you don't have time to do stupid things. You know, we can all laugh and joke, whatever. Dak is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. He has one of the best, if not the best, receiving groups in the NFL. Let him throw the ball. It's so stupid. I, I do want to say uh, it is feared, and we obviously don't know for sure at the time of this recording, but it is feared that Blake Jarwin tours ACL, which is a huge bummer for the Cowboys offense. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.